podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's easy to get lost in the latest true crime podcast. Or your favorite binge-worthy show. But what about your own story? That's the most important story of all. And therapy helps you write it. BetterHelp Therapy is 100% online and designed to be convenient and flexible enough to squeeze in between the next episode on your list. Get started today at BetterHelp.com slash pause for 10% off your first month. Jonathan Pierce. Harry Kandler has jumped in and sees a kung fu kick. A fan. Terry Alderton. Do you like shoes, madam? And... Friends. <laughs> JP. And T. Good to meet you, love. The Football Friendly. Welcome, everybody, to JP and T, the Football Friendly. Thank you very much for joining us and recommend us to all your friends. And our oh. audience is growing bigger and bigger and bigger, which is great fun. Great fun for us all. Yeah, it's and good. It's, been... it's good. It's growing. Yeah. It's growing. People it are is, listening. Yeah. Well done. Thank you very much. And and do do tell everybody because uh, you know we we do enjoy doing this. And unless you're listening, then there's no point in us doing it. So thanks a no. lot. And my stomach's always growing, and Terry's hair isn't. <laughs> <You're>, well, <laughs> it's funny actually because you've got you sometimes have got a very very hairy face and a hairy head, and sometimes <laughs> you haven't. And uh, apart from your belly growing, yes, yeah, so I I I bick it. For all those people say to me, "Why do you have the beard?" and then you don't have the beard. Is it a fashion thing? No, it's not. It's because I grow it until, until it's horrible, and then I shave. I can't stand <laughs> shaving. I hate shaving. Yeah, I, I can't shave once. But, but yeah, I think I probably shave once or twice a week, and then I have to do the whole. I have to do the whole lot. Anyway, enough about our. Um, our anyway, uh... <laughs> it was a close shave at Sellers Park last oh, night. Oh, very mm. good. He's good, you know. He's blooming good, this kid. It's great. Oh, the night before, wasn't it? Actually, it was a great free kick, wasn't it? By uh, well, by uh, Alisa. Why didn't he celebrate? He didn't celebrate the goal. Oh, I I... Palace fans, they don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good point, actually. I just assumed that he used to. <laughs> Play for Man United, <laughs> but that's why I said, "Was there any connection?" They said, "No." The only thing they thought of, he's been that Palace have been giving us, you know, a lot of stick by the supporters, and maybe that was his his comment. And then, yes, what a game at Man City last night! It was it was everything we used to love about Man City in the second half. Everything that's been dodgy about their defence in the first half, late yep. on, yeah, and just the same old Spurs, really. I tell you what, just going, <laughs> yeah, same old Spurs. Just going back to. Um, uh, the celebration thing you were just saying. I remember when uh, Rob Newman brought in uh, brought in Graham Jones, who now you see quite a lot on the sidelines, uh, uh, you know, supporting as second in charge. You know, Jones. Yeah. And uh, it, I remember Rob Newman with Southend managers going, "I'm bringing Graham Jones in. He'd, he'd get apples. <laughs> he, <laughs> he didn't score anything, and the fans, the fans were getting on his back. And about game ten or something like that, he eventually scored. <laughs> he just. He didn't celebrate, just walked around giving everyone the bird. <laughs> and that was the end of him. <laughs> he just literally scored and then went up to all the, all of us fans and started sticking his fingers <laughs> to say, I remember, I remember being at Ashton Gate, this is years and years ago, and the goalkeeper was Ray Cashley. They were playing Hull. And Ray scored from his own penalty area, drop kicked the ball and it sailed over the goalkeeper. And he didn't celebrate because he hadn't got a clue, really. He didn't know what happened. <laughs> Yeah, and all the players ran to him. He ain't got a clue, bless him. <laughs> oh, anyway, we digress. Yes, Tottenham, same old Tottenham, always losing. Yeah, that was a shocking start to the second half for them, wasn't it? And Mahrez was 
especially he wasn't in the first in the first half. I remember seeing in the first half, Kulishevsky went away from him, and it looks as if Mares was running in treacle. But then in the second half, he was uh, he, he was terrific and beautiful. Hugo Lloris beating the near post, Terry. Finished. He's finished. I hate to say it. He's a beautiful goalkeeper, but you know we all get older, man. I, I hate to say it. It happens too often, doesn't it? It's happening too often to him. Remember, uh, remember when we were doing the World Cup podcast, yeah, and we were talking about France, and I said I thought I thought there was going to be a big World Cup mistake in Loris. There wasn't. He had a very good World Cup, really, but um, he stays on his line. He won't come off his line for. He's he's back on his heels mm. on his line at set pieces, and I just think it's been coming. And when he it's did come out last night, he got beaten, didn't he? He got flicked over him. Yeah, I just think um I think he's I think he's done. And and I hate to say that. I I don't like speaking bad of anybody. I, I really don't. Like like in fact, you know, uh, oh, I'm going to bring it up here, but I was looking at um some of the transfers there, which I know we're going to get onto and I'm I'm jumping the gun a wee bit, but Dawson. <laughs> Wolves bought Dawson. Uh, I'm sure West Ham fans aren't crying over that one, but well, that, he, he had a terrific season last season, didn't he? When well, he first I say started. terrific. I mean, look, I don't watch him week in, week out, but what I have seen of him when I've gone up to the Hammers or watched him on the telly, I'm always a little bit, mm, bit of a weak link. But you watch them more than I do, so you tell me. I, I thought he had a very good season last season, but Fair his, enough. you know, his, his age. Then he's got injured, and then his age, you know, is um, is 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 counting against him. Well, there you go. Um, so is that forward thinking from from Wolves? No. Right. Not not at all. So that's um, what the when when does it come a point that the the I'm going to say a cliche here that oh, the brown envelopes greasing the palms and all that I'm sure that's not the case don't come after us and try and sue us but you know Well look I I think one or two walls um so they bought uh, Sarabia from Paris Saint-Germain for 4.4 million pounds. I've seen a lot of him um doing the French football for BT. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not too sure Terry about him really uh, too sh- he hasn't been brilliant since uh, he joined Paris Saint-Germain he plays in a wide position they've already got Traore in a wide position the, the problem is not getting the ball in from wide position the problem is scoring the goals in the middle you know and, and that's not going to go away Sarabia I think is at about four league starts a season something like that he, he joined for £18 million from Sevilla to Paris mm-hmm. Saint-Germain he, he scored about He's played about 100 games, just under 100 games, I think got 22 goals. Yes, he's won things there. He's former Real Madrid kid. I just don't think he's done in his career what people thought he would do. He played in the Euros. He got part of got a couple of goals in the Euros. But um, I, I don't think he's gone on to do what they thought he would do, and therefore I'm not too sure about that signing either. And then you, then you start thinking, well, if they're making iffy signings at this stage, then you know they, they can't make they, they can't afford to make mistakes are they buying for now are they buying for the future there's some strange signings going on chris wood yeah medical today at nottingham forest yeah you know it was a strange one when he went to newcastle a forest just looking for that type of player there's a i'll tell you one very interesting one terry and this won't have caught the eye of many people okay the player called shola shortiri manchester united he's gone to bolton on loan tell you a little story about him we're going out to Spain, lucky enough to have a house out there. About five or six years ago now it was. He was and and uh, as we're driving down towards the beach, there's a road that goes across the beach. I could hear a familiar voice. I thought that's Robbie Savage. <laughs> anyway, he got onto the beach and there's Who Robbie. is a nice fellow, by the way. 
Yeah. Well, this he is get, what he was. He was he coaching kids. He gets so kids. much stick, that kid. I don't know why he's a lovely man. <laughs> he was. He was on. He, he was on the beach coaching kids. On oh, a right. Game of beach football, right? I just, bet he's just doing at, that off the back of his yeah, pickup. Yeah. Pickup yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I phoned at work and I said, I think Robbie Savage is out in Leicester City in Spain. Yeah, he is. Yeah, his kids playing in this international tournament. There's an international tournament there called the MIG. It gets clubs from really big clubs, Real Madrid, Barcelona. Normally, when it's it's a Catalan tournament. Um, Arsenal, they've all said in the past, Manchester United had a team there that year. Robbie's boy was playing and a couple of years younger than the rest of them, at least two, two or three years younger, was this kid called Shola Shortiri. Now, Manchester United are playing a game against a team from up in Catalonia, Catalonia a little village team, and they're winning the game and a, a kid scored a hat-trick but wasn't really celebrating or enjoying himself and Robbie said to me, they'll pull that kid off in a minute and have a word with him. So as he's come off this, and they'll send a kid on called Shola Shortiri. Anyway, so they, they pulled the one kid off and the coach is going, smile, smile, enjoy it, enjoy it. It's a game of football, just enjoy, enjoy, mm. enjoy it. They sent this kid on, right? And Robbie said, he'll score a hat-trick in five minutes and get taken off. He's the bee's, you know, bee's yeah, yeah. knees. Anyway, so this kid the comes on. The bee's bollocks, I bet they're he, tiny. <laughs> <laughs> He was this kid's tiny. He's come on. He scored a hat trick in five minutes. They took him off. Massive smile all over his face. Yeah. And ever since then, me and my family, my kids have been monitoring this kid coming through. Shola Shortiri. He, right. he came through last year. He's gone to Bolton to learn. Yeah. And I still think he'd be a player and a half. I still think he'd be a player and a half. It's interesting to watch the kids come through, isn't it? Some make it, some don't. Well, there's a there's a kid my boy used to uh, go to school with. His name's Joshua Ajala, and um, he's at Chelsea. He's been there for. He's probably been there since he was about six, and I remember uh, watching a you know just a, a school game, I suppose, uh, you know little goals and all that, and it was like watching because he used to have his hair. He had this great like shaved head. His mum used to do this wicked haircut he had, and it was like watching a little Lukaku. I can't tell you, it was freaky, freaky watching a kid of that age being so strong, two footed, wanting the ball. Playing with a big smile on his face, lovely kid as well, lovely family, and uh, you know he's gonna he's gonna appear. I'm telling you, he'll definitely appear. So he's my kind of. I'm looking forward one day for you going, and there goes Ajala. <laughs> you don't do <laughs> commentary like that, but I just made you sound. Uh, or, or should we do? Uh, I'll do Vicky Sparks doing it. That's your opinion. I can't possibly comment. Oh, She's about your colleagues. Lady. About your colleagues. Go on, no, anyway. She's lovely. She I'm works, putting a ball through there. And then moving on quickly before you get me into trouble. Um, the FIFA, we're talking about kids, right? And we slag off FIFA quite a lot on this podcast, quite rightly in my opinion. But anyway, what I have to say to you is in support of FIFA. Because, have you got a strepsil uh, in your mouth or something? No, I've got Gaviscon. Oh yeah! Do you remember the days when you used to go to nightclubs and try and find a bit, a bit of, bit of, you know, an E or something like what? that, or a, a bit of acid? You used to be going, anyone got any E's? Now you'd be going, got any? Anyone got any Rennie? <laughs> <laughs> Reflux. That's, that's the only acid we want these days. I'm only mucking about with you and I. Listen, um, or go out onto the fire escape at the back of a nightclub with a girl. <laughs> Oh, oh, yes, please, Vicar. <laughs> anyway, listen, they got this report came out yesterday and it, it's, uh, it shows what they've been doing. They, they've now published this report. They've been working on this for four or five years, I think it is. Um, 2017, I'm just reading here, um, under the direction of the FIFA Football Stakeholders Committee. Mm -hmm. 
That's nice. Anyway, so, but this is what the report shows. The introduction of further protection for players who are mistreated by the clubs. And that, um, that, that codifies just causes for players to unilaterally terminate their contracts. That doesn't sound well, but it's because of, um, uh, it's because of clubs that don't pay their players, basically. So that that's protection for players. Mm-hmm. This is important. Protections and guarantees for female players who are pregnant or have a child under while well, they're under contract. Uh, the FIFA clearinghouse will process payments, Terry. That's for financial transparency. That's huge. They need to look into the Italian system where players are bought part owned by one club, part owned by another club. Mm-hmm. All that needs to be transparent, I think. Uh, there's a regulatory framework for coaches, so they'll get the same protection as the players. And it goes on and on and on. But this is really important for me. Protection for minor players, including the first ever regulations for trials with rules concerning medical care, minimum age, and effective way to le- seek legal protection. A more stringent regulation for private academies to increase the oversight of minors, make sure they're taught. If they're in an academy, they get proper mm-hmm. education as well. Mm-hmm. And the modernization of, of, uh, of a more flexible application of the humanitarian exception to reflect real life cases. That's, that's, uh, that, you know, that's for humanitarian needs, say, for example, the Ukraine situation at the moment. So there's all this, um, all these new framework, all these new regulations in place. I think it's, I think it's good. Well done, FIFA. Well done. So what, what's, what's, what spurred that on then? What's, uh, what's brought that about well, in, in your opinion? Well, I, I think they needed to get it out into the open after the Russian invasion. Um, the reform process was going along quite nicely mm. to 2017 to 2022 and then as it says in the report impacted by unprecedented world cup worldwide circumstances and challenges such as the pandemic and also russia's invasion of ukraine which needed um a swift regulatory response fifa say and that you know the the players were left high and dry over there in ukraine um some of them picked up contracts some of them didn't and you know it's just a little it's just a little um a little by byline, if you look, a little, little side story to the terrible tragedies over there. But now they're going to be protected, which is which is good. And, and let's applaud FIFA because there's lots of things you can criticise FIFA for. I wonder. I wonder who's uh, pulled this forward. I wonder who's sat down and said we need to do something about this. I wonder wh- how that came to fruition. Do you think the president of FIFA will take pres- will take well, the he'll take the it? credit, won't he? Did yeah. you hear? Is this true that he uh, he took selfies in front of Pele's coffin? Oh yes, no. There were, there that, were selfies taken. Of, is that ball back? No, there were selfies taken of him at that at that uh, at the procession. But he's saying, and then he got a lot of stick for. It, but he's saying teammates of Pele and from that era, players from the era wanted pictures of him with them. So it was other people asking oh, right. for pictures. Somewhere, somewhere in there is the truth. Somewhere up. Yeah, I mean that was it's the still unseemly, that was... isn't it? Still unseemly. I'm sorry. It... Sorry. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, let's just can, can we just put our phones down? Unless you're listening to this podcast, but can, you, can we just put our phones down for a minute? You I'm know? having a sip of coffee, or do you want? I can you see this. In the further stick by saying, I'm not going to give any stick. I'm not going to give what? What? If, what? Do you, what does that say on there? Good morning. Yeah, but it's not a pint of vodka. It's not a pint, mate. It's half a pint of vodka. Oh God, couldn't <laughs> think of anything worse. Um, so I jumped it, out of a window once, naked on a bottle of vodka. What you were on the bottle of vodka? Well, I'd had half a bottle of vodka. Oh, you mean mate. you drank it? You weren't, yeah. you weren't on the bottle of vodka. No, and then I like jumped out of the window naked. What? Yeah, no. I thought I was. 
Oh, it's a long story. There was there was romance involved and a young lady involved. And anyway, so I, I didn't have any clothes on. I thought I was going up. I thought I was going up the steps into the garden, right? And in fact, I was <laughs> I going. We're in the mate, middle of a my, serious football conversation. My mate Michael, it was his flat, and he had these artistically arranged suitcases underneath the window. I thought they were steps into the garden, so I've gone up these steps, opened what I thought was his French doors into the garden, and jumped out of a window, landed on a Volkswagen Beetle, stopped naked. <laughs> And then I had to go round, right, back round and knock on the door to get back into the party. But I never realised I didn't have any clothes on. <laughs> anyway. Oh, oh mate. No. That probably stubbed my stomach. Oh, I've had me work out there. Uh, anyway. Let's go back to uh, let's go back, let's <laughs> let's go back to football. Uh, Trossard then. So uh, 21 million deal to Brighton. Brighton from Brighton, should I say, to Arsenal. Apparently... I'm looking his here. Con- his contract was up. I'm looking here. Arsenal have agreed a deal to sign Belgium international. Leonardo yeah. Trossard from Brighton for £21 million plus add-ons. That seems pretty damn... Uh, he's 28, though. He's 28, is he? He looks good. Well, 28 is nothing, is it? Yeah. And he's, he'd, he'd, as we said earlier on in the week, you know, he'd, he'd, run, out of, he'd run out of pavement at, at Brighton Hove Albion yeah. because of... Um, he, he obviously had a fallout with the coach. He didn't. Uh, he thought his effort wasn't high enough for um, post World Cup, and then the agent got involved. He was always going to go in the summer anyway, it's, so it's they like, cashed in now. Yeah. It's like it's like an old car in it when it starts. It starts to go a little bit wrong. You got to get rid of it or do what I did uh, last week and just drive it into a river <laughs> like an idiot. Um, it was, yeah, it was a Ford, wasn't it? Well, it was an, actually it was a Mercedes. Whoa! Yeah, see what I did there. I tell you, unbelievable. I had a beautiful, very classic Mercedes, and uh, I thought I was going through a Ford, which I've driven through many, many times, and it was a lot fuller than I realised. And I've killed it. I've killed it. But anyway, uh, also this this always this always makes me I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just my crazy mind. But managers leaves club, right? He goes to new club, and then what does he try and do? Get all these old players, right? Uh, and now I'm seeing that he's trying to get. Um, he's Just trying to get. He, yes, correct. Brighton. Yeah, fifty-five million they offer for the twenty-one-year-old. Yeah, but the, Brighton. Brighton. I've said no. Said, they say no. No, they'll they'll want they'll want more like eighty for him, and they'll want now. I think the way that uh, Alexis McAllister has come back and started, like he played in the World Cup for Argentina, you're looking at a hundred for him. Now, if Brighton do get an £80 million offer for Casado or a £100 million plus offer for McCullough, so I think they'll take one of those right, Okay, bids, let, let's not say, now, but in the summer. But let's say let's say they sell them both for £180 million, right? Mm-hmm. What's the point? What's the well, point? What, you're going to go and buy someone maybe quite as good for £80 million and someone's going to pocket £100 million. So wouldn't it be nice if they just say to the fans, right, next season no one's got to pay to come and watch the games? No, I but, totally, see what my I, point is. I'm being flippant, but yeah, but I, t- I I accept your point. And Brighton fans will say, you know, we are we going to where where, where are we going, you know? But the the club is I trust in the management, the upper management at Brighton. They know what they're doing. They've already, you know, that would, if they get the hundred and eighty five for those two players, you, you, you're talking three hundred million pounds in 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 the last two or three years. So so are you saying that the the building they may be like for the sake? Let's just say for argument's sake, the, with what you're saying and and you trust in that would they would we say since they've come out of literally um, 
the nursery and the running track because the players lounge used to be a nursery correct i've been there right and a, and a running track is where they used to play now they're playing in this beautiful stadium in the premier league and they built it right up and so we're saying maybe for the next 15 years they're going to build a massive foundation of financial you know. I, I don't i don't think so too but what they'll do is they'll they'll they will make money on players they bring in because that's the business model as it is Brentford's as it is now more and more across Europe with the mid-sized clubs. But what the the one thing is about this, if Casado hears that Chelsea want him or Liverpool want him or Manchester, he's going to want to go. He's going to want to go. So Brighton realise this, and if they they won't keep as soon as they realise you know Trossard is unhappy, um, the fans to a certain degree have turned on him, then bang right. they'll let him. Okay. Go. They won't keep players, and and this is this is. Um, you know, the players have so much power. The players' agents have so much power. And, you know, it, it doesn't always, the grass isn't always greener. You know, Basuma goes from Brighton to Tottenham Hotspur for a lot of money, a lot of money. And he wasn't the player that Basuma, uh, that Tottenham, I thought, thought he was. You mm. know, and mm. he, he wasn't a regular at the end of last season for Brighton by any means. Casado had come through to a certain degree and replaced him. Um, and he's, he's not the sort of passing, silky, Hoddle type midfielder that some Spurs fans told me they thought they were getting in a goal scoring midfielder. Never, never will be. Um, but, well, you know, now oh, Chelsea are after him, I, I see. Well, the, as well. Yeah, but here's the thing is managers will bring things out of people. Let me just go, to, I'm going to make two points really quickly, right? Firstly, yeah. just finishing on the Brighton thing. They are 30 points, right? They are eight points out of, of, um, of Champions League football, okay? And if you've got these players, these great players, unless they want to go, like you say, you, you're eight points out of Champions League football, right? That's number one, okay? There's history to be made there, blah, 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 etc. Going back onto the manager, bringing in, you know, like you're saying there, going to Tottenham, you know, maybe Conte's not bringing anything out of him. Whereas now, for example, 10 has brought... Wambasaka seems to have come back to life. You know, he's like put these super jump leads on him and brought him back to life. Mm. My point being is, if you bring a player in and maybe they are a good player and they were firing in Italy, for example, but they've come in with a manager and there's a personality clash, they don't fit in, they don't feel at home, blah, 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 then they're not going to perform on the field, are they? So, do you see where I'm going? Yeah, and and... You know, we 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 started this talking about Mike, Michael Elise, and you know he didn't celebrate the other day. There's now rumours about him going in the summer, leaving Crystal Palace. Now, would Manchester United be a, one of the contenders? In which case, mm. was that why he wasn't celebrated? I don't know. I'm just surmising there, but I know Palace won't 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 let him go because Wilfred Zaha's contract's up in the summer. So I'd imagine Wilfred, at 30 years of age, will seek one last payday with a move. And, and Tottenham have always been interested in him, apparently, but now they, they could be interested in Ziyech. There's loads of wheels to turn in. Newcastle are a massive, massive team that is going to go forward in terms of the transfer. They, they, they've got half a dozen, I think, they want, or more, you know, people are saying in the press it's nine, ten, but I think there'd be half a dozen that he actually wants. Mm. Conor Gallagher, I would think, is very high on his list. But... Um, you're absolutely right. If a player, if a player becomes disenchanted, his agent needs to move the player on because he needs to move other players on in his stable or get other players, uh, you know, moving on. Then um, they'll move, and so therefore the clubs have to be have to be savvy to that. And I think Brighton are, and um, and and as I say, more and more clubs will are will will follow this move. We, we talked about Wolverhampton Wanderers. You know, are they buying the right players in? I think maybe this year is a stopgap to keep them in in the Premier League. 
But um, I see Geddes is uh, is is going, isn't he? He's going back to Benfica. He's going back to Portugal on loan. I didn't to know Benfica, that. I believe. I didn't so. know that. Though that's you see that thing again. You buy a player and then you loan them out. You know, it's it's like it's like hard guns, isn't it? It's it's a very strange time. Um, what about this uh, this kid coming in for, to Chelsea? I've watched footage on online from uh, Red Bull. Uh, Christopher, how do you pronounce his name? Christopher, Can, is it Kunku? Nakunku? Do you know I'm on about? Nakunku? Uh, yeah. Have they got him? Chelsea? I'm pretty sure they have got him. Wow. I, oh, let me have a look. Uh, let me uh, have a look. Let me have a look. I'm pretty sure they have got him because... Um, there's well, there's a head there's a headline here. It says uh, ex Chelsea outcast uh, Werner fires warning to new Blues signing Christopher. Kun- How do you pronounce his name? Nkunku. 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 I've watched footage of that kid. He's out of this world. And do you know, just going back, just really going back very quickly to what I was saying about when I was watching um, that young lad Joshua when my son was playing as a kid. I've noticed with a lot of that generation, there's a lot of flicks and tricks and stuff, which is very exciting. You know, you get you get boring Gary Neville going on about, uh, oh, showboating. I'm like, no, I love all this flair and flicks and tricks. I don't know about you, but, you know, things move on and it's exciting to watch. And I think that generation is really going to bring that on. This kid, this kid, from what I've seen on YouTube, <laughs> he's wonderful. He's, he's, but uh, is he going to fit into British Premier League? Sorry, English football. You know the old cliche. You know, going to going to was it Stoke on a wet Tuesday evening? You know, the physical yeah. side of the game. Blah blah blah, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, he's. He, I, I think he's a, a very very good player, um, and he. Um, when he when he when he was at Paris Saint Germain, he's one that Paris Saint Germain. I think regret letting go. Mm. Um his 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 position there of course was barred because they had the super trio up front, mm-hmm. especially when Messi came in. <laughs> but this this kid, he's out at the moment. He's got a torn knee ligament, I think. I don't think he's back until until the end of February. But um he left Paris Saint Germain for twelve million euros in July twenty nineteen before Messi arrived at Paris Saint Germain. But um they already they already had the the great uh, Kylian Mbappe, and he, he he just wasn't getting games there, and he needed first team games, and they let him go for relatively cheap. He played seventy eight games for Paris Saint Germain, scored eleven goals. He's got sixty four and one hundred and fifty nine for Leipzig, mm. and you can break that down and say, well, okay, well, you know, what, what, where's he scored his goals? He's got eleven in twenty eight Champions League games, Terry. Mm. You know, in Europe, overall, you've got another four in six Europa League games. So this this is a this is a young goal scorer. Um, he's he, what age is he now? He's twenty five, so he's coming to his prime. Perhaps should have scored, played more games for for France than he did. Yeah, but you yeah. know, he missed the World Cup eight, because of eight, that injury. Well, according to Wikipedia, he played eight, but that could be nonsense. Yeah, no, he has played eight games, but um, you know, he was going to play a big part for France. Would he have made a difference to their World Cup team? I don't know. But anyway, if that if that has gone through for Chelsea, then he's look. He's got. He's got Chow Felix, who they'll sign permanently. Mm-hmm. He's got now he's got this kid Mudrick who'll play on one flank. He's got Nkunku through the middle, he's centre forward, can play wide. And all of a sudden it's it's becoming a team they can move forward with Graham Potter. As I said earlier on in the week, he hasn't got the ultimate say in who comes in. No, it'll no, be no, recruitment. No. But it, it, I'm sure Graham has had some sort of 
impact into a list he'd have drawn up. Uh, whether or not he's just saying, look, I need centre forwards, wide men, goalkeeper, whatever, or whether he's actually specified names. But that, that's a, that's a sensational signing if it's gone through. Well, I I can't confirm it, but it, it, from what I'm reading here, it, it has gone through. Deal deal to join Chelsea. Where did you see that one? Well, it's it's it, well, it's a date one day ago. Wow. Uh, um, I mean, you know, we could be wrong. I mean, we're only doing a football podcast, so we should be up to date. <laughs> yeah. no, but I'm, I'm, not I mean, talking I'm... about not talking about going out of windows after having sex with young ladies and thinking suitcases were steps <laughs> <laughs> and landing I'm, on I'm, Volkswagen Beetles. I'm, 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 up, I'm, 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 I'm sort of keeping up to date with it. You know, I've got a little eyebrow raise when Leeds pay thirty six millions for Rutter from Hoffenheim. It's a lot of money for. I'm not too sure he let the ground running in the Premier League, but hope he does, you know, and Leeds are a team that need a goal scorer because Leeds are a team like so many down there in that in that area where they could go down. You know, this mm. that's that, that's why I think January the transfer window, people say it's it's uh Are it's, you, you going to join a club it, that's going down? Are you going to join a club that's going down? Are you a player going, well, look, come to us. We're probably going to go down, but we'll bounce back up. You're going to join that club? I mean, the great, I mean, I love, I love Danny Ings. Danny Ings is a great football servant. You know, Danny Ings is one of those players I wish I'd got a lot of time for England. I like Danny Ings. And now hasn't he gone to the mighty, uh, the mighty bubble brigade? And he, I'll tell you what, he'll score the goals that keep him in the league. Yes, uh, correct. He'll score the and, goals and, that keep him in the Premier League. He's another, he's another James Milner for me, Danny Ings. You know, he's, he's someone that no one ever talks about, really. They never sing his praises. You know, what a player Danny Ings has been and will continue to be for another two or three years, hopefully, you know. And uh, you're correct. He is the player that will score goals and they should have got a, an out-and-out striker a long time ago. But it's funny that they've gone for such an older, tested um Warhols, I think really. I think I think you'll score the goals, and he'll be a folklore hero there for doing so. You know, you got and I, and I think I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be okay. Mm. Where where David Moyes goes after West Ham or what happens to him is a different matter. He's, mm-hmm. If he keep if he, you know, they've had the reaction to a very good season, but an absolute draining season for mm. a squad their size, and mm. uh, it's not the first time it's happened to a club. And you know, Leicester City went when you know. Boeing to whoop, bang, whoop. didn't they? And, yeah. yeah. So, um, and I, I though we've questioned some of the Wolves signs, I think the coach is, is a very good coach and I think they'll be okay. Mm-hmm. I still think Leeds United might struggle. Um, I just, I just wish with them and, you know, when I was a little boy, I had Leeds posters on my wall. Eddie Gray was a hero of mine when I was a little one um, down in Cornwall. Um, and so in, I've got a little soft spot for them, but, the manager, it's all about him for me. And I just think he needs, it's not that way with managers in, in England. And, uh, mm. you know, you need to put your squad first and everything. And he, he does so in a certain way, but then it's always, he just twists his comments. There's always a bit about him in there. Right, and, I get um, you. I get you. It's not all about you, Jesse. When, no. when you interview him, is he one of those kind of people that is really dis- dismissive and off? And then when the camera comes on, he's like, hey, how you doing? And he's, is he one no, of those guys? No, he's, he's not, but he... Case in point, the end of last season, they won at Brentford to stay up. They got a result at Brentford to stay up, and we were waiting in the in the little area to interview him afterwards. And it was all lined up, and we have a specific time it has to be done by. Mm-hmm. And I was next in line, and then all of a sudden, I'm told, "No, you got to have to wait because he's gone in the dressing room and he wants the sky cameras in there 
to show what he was saying to the players and he had them, you know, huddling. Oh. They had to go out and uh, then he came out to the interview and again, I, I, that's I a bit, said... That's a bit movie star rubbish, isn't it? Yeah, when I said about the players, you know, fantastic performance they put in for him on that last day to stay up and he it was about the work he'd done with them and mm. you know he his message got through and i just thought other managers would have played would have been would have played more uh would have given more praise to the players but the, the way the game has gone it's a massive people say to me how's it changed over the years mm-hmm. and a big massive massive change over the 40 odd years i've been doing this and especially in the last well, in the Premier League era, is the cult of manager. Mm. You know, now it's all about, it's all about Mourinho. It's all about Poch. It's all about Conte. It's that, you know, that you can't keep them out of the news. It's all about no. Potter at Chelsea. Yeah. What about the players? Yeah, yeah. Why don't the players take the stick? What are the players? You know, I think what Antonio Conte said, Terry, is absolutely spot on, by the way. Why doesn't the, why, why is it always me that has to come out and answer mm. the questions you're putting to me? Why yeah. don't, why don't, you know, why don't the senior management of the club come out? The, the financial people and, field questions because they do in other countries they don't hear yeah 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 well, beyond a manager yeah it's, it's interesting different different personalities of managers of course it is and 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 it's also different to watch them uh, being interviewed like thomas frank is always very fun and bubbly as you know as as, as jürgen is you know with his big massive teeth and what have you and then you cut to you cut to people like jesse as well and i get i get what you're saying you can you can really see that you can really see you, that now you've now you pointed that out <laughs> you pointed that out. I'm going to just be sitting there going, Bleh. <laughs> Bleh. <laughs> oh, well, on that, on that throwing up, um, ending to, to a show. <laughs> I, I, I did throw up after the bottle of vodka. I bet and, you did. Yeah, the next morning. I bet you did. I bet you did. Um, what, what's your uh, what's your games? What's your games of weekend? I've got an easy weekend. I've only got one game. I've got Crystal Palace against Newcastle United. Um, so I've got I've got Newcastle before the new players come in. I think. Um, oh, so you can but, you can you've got your old research notes. You haven't got to start delving well, I've, into. I haven't done them. I haven't done them. I've changed my research now um, a little bit. Um, the way I'm doing it. So um, I'm still old school. I still have things on paper, or but I'm now committing it to stickers so that I can move my stickers around. On, all right. On yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's so, actually when I write when I write it. It's all about me again. I've turned into Jesse when I do um, when I do when I write a show. Like if I'm doing an hour show, like for Edinburgh or something, and then touring, I I use post its. So I write all the little, I have all different colours. So I like have pink at the very top for the main subjects, and then I'll have little side subjects of the green, and then there'll be spin offs to the green, and there'll be yellow. So I have a whole wall full of post its, and it's really annoying because you come down and they've all fallen down. You're like, oh no, I've got to stick them all back up again. So yeah, stickers are good. Stickers are really good. Well, oh, he's got like he's got like sticker stickers. He's not not got put little post-it things. He's got sticky sticky stickers. Well, um, on on the secrets of show business and football commentary, we uh, we have to draw this to a close. Don't forget, you can get us on Twitter. We're up to eighty two, I think. Wow, and that's eighty two followers. That's JP and T football. JPNT Football for the Twitter. Of course, JPNT, the football friendly. Thank you so much for uh, listening and thank you for passing on the the love for the show. We are very excited and um, it motivates us because, like I said, we were we were that not we were we were when we started this at about 250 people. And those 250 people have moved it on. So thank you very, very much indeed. Uh, Mark Lawrence is with us Monday. Lauro. Yes. The great Mark Lawrenson.
Brilliant. All right. Can't wait for that. See you then. Bye there. Bye. JP and T, the football friendly. Sports Social Podcast Network.